Okay. All right, ladies, this has been quite the week. A lot of events have taken place um, over the course of uh, these last few days. I want to start probably uh, with the most significant, and that was the funeral service for Brother Floyd. What 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 was you all's takeaway uh, from that? And and and. Uh, I, I know that might be a little tough, but I mean, really, I think that was probably one of the most impacting things that I've seen and experienced, I'll say experienced in a lifetime. So what was your takeaway? I didn't watch it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do I only it. watched, mm -mm, I only watched uh, maybe just very few minutes of it. Um, I did see Reverend Sharpton preaching, and I seen a little bit of that. But mm -hmm. other than that, I did not. I just couldn't do it. Got you, got you. Uh, Rhonda, did you watch it? <laughs> I did. There's some things I just don't want to comment on. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, Al Sharpton did an awesome job. I agree. Uh, it really did. Some things I, should have been scripted uh, on other comments, <laughs> but I, I, it, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that particular one. And then, you know, there's been more than one. The memorial where the, the stepmom got up there and, and turned it out. <laughs> yes, I saw that. You know, she you shared that up. with me. Yes, yes. Now that one, she, she turned it out on that one. Mother went in. Yes, she did. She went straight to church with that. Right. So they're going to use what the daughter said. My daddy changed the world. So that's going to be something that they're going to be using. Okay. In, you know, in his death is definitely making a change. So, so they think in the spiritual side, it was made a change has been made anyway. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I enjoyed him. Uh, Reverend Sharpton, he did a great job. I thought he did an excellent, I mean, just a banger of a job. He really, really did. I, I was very impressed and, and, and blessed uh, by his word. Um, so this is uh, something that I think was very, very powerful in his analogy. And I want to get your feedback on it. And, and John, I know you didn't watch it, but I think, you know, you'll get the, 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 the gist of it quick, fast and in a hurry. When Reverend Sharpton used the analogy of forgetting to set his watch to the time zone that he was in and identified um, people showing up late and not realizing that they're showing up late uh, in reference and relationship to these days and times, um, I thought that was a perfect analogy. What did you all think? And, and, and when I say that, uh, people, I'm saying whether you're talking about the political arena, whether you're talking about a lot of these social organizations, whether you're talking about um, non-people of color, just being aware of everything that's going on. It's like America, to me, all the way around has just been late showing up to 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 the event. You know, that that's my I thought he nailed it, nailed it with that. What did, what do you think? Am I well, the only one? Been stuck. So, 
No, they've been stuck in time, but they chose to be stuck in time because how, they didn't want mean? any change. Uh, they've been stuck in time because of the change, everything that they went back through in the 50s and the 60s. And Martin Luther King came to make a change. And you see what he went through. Well, they didn't want that change. So they still put a thumb on it to keep it where they wanted it. So they was late in time. They didn't want to move. They wanted the clock to stand still. They wanted the clock to stand right there. They didn't want to move forward. And so now here come a shift, a reset, where you are being pushed in the forward. Now, you can't be late anymore. You've got to be right on time or you're going to miss it. China, do you have a thought? I was just uh, agreeing. I, I see um, a lot of resistance, but it's to, for me, it seems like there's an age group. Um, now, the younger people, not to say that none of them are resistant, but those older ones, I might even say starting at my age, 40s and up, their whole way of life is shattered mm -hmm. if everybody's equal. Right. And it's a shame, but in, in some kind of way, I can almost feel, I don't want to say I feel sorry for them because I don't give a damn, not for real. But knowing that your whole way of life is different mm -hmm. now, that does give me a little bit of, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of, mm, for them, <laughs> mm -hmm. because everything is going to change. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to change for you. You don't have that. You're not going to be able to walk around with that superiority complex anymore because it wasn't ever there to begin with, but it's really not there now. You can't pretend like it is. And um, so, you know, you got to get your clock set up with everybody else or like Rhonda said, you go miss it. But do any of you have a sense of feeling that as poignant as all of this has been with George Floyd, that somehow he may still be another picture hanging on the wall with all of these others in the gallery uh, without any real change. D does anybody sense that that may happen? No, I don't. I mean, there are going to be some people to try to make a martyr or something out of him or try to put him up there with the, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Let me see who's in the three pictures. The picture, you know, everybody had the clock with the three men on it. And now they're going to try to put him off in there with President Obama. But no, no, the change is finally coming. They've been pushed out. I mean, they don't, there's no choice. They don't have a choice. There has been a push. And like I said a while ago, if they don't want to change, they're going to be left behind because there is a push and there's a change. The old, the old way is just not going to work. And anybody trying to fight the system, it's, it's just not going to happen. There is going to be a change. Jana? I am on the fence. And it's probably because we've been here before. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's been hyped, you know, and then it just dies down and it's the same old crap again until somebody else is killed and something is different about this though uh, something is very different there there's a different type of energy about this movement and uh, i'm i'm grateful for it 
but I just can't relax with the system because it has failed us hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times over. So I don't know. I agree. The system, the system, yes. I'm not dealing with the system, yes. The, the system has failed us. They get all excited and they they, mm -hmm. they protest and then they get uh, complacent and relaxed and it happened mm -hmm. again and then they want to protest and, and it happened again. But mm -hmm. this time around, there is a, a, a change. There is a reset mm -hmm. and it's just not going to happen. I'm talking going back. You're probably going to get tired of me hearing it about this the old wine, uh, there's a new wine and it can old wine cannot go be placed into a new wine skin. It, it just can't. It, it will new wine can't go into the old wine skin. It will bust. It cannot happen. Yeah. And you're talking about that in the broader sense, but I want to specifically go back to the institution of the church, which is significant in black culture. And I've already had experience with a black church that is still mm. talking pre-1960s after. They <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sorry. they no are. Hesitation. No hesitation. They no are. Hesitation. But my question is, are they the only ones? I don't think they're no. isolated. No, so, no, you see a lot of it. <laughs> but the church as one of the dominant, prominent institutions of the black community, if they're still talking old mm -hmm. wine and old skins, mm -hmm. doesn't that speak to, because by and large, all of those churches cumulatively make up the black community. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think more than not, because people don't have the ability to think for themselves. They go and are driven by what the preacher says from the pulpit. So then you mm. have the potential for all of those masses of people, again, to come back together cumulatively, uh, even though we got all these little separate entities of churches sprinkled out here. But when you put them together cumulatively, they make up a tremendous portion of the black community. I mean, how 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 do you see the outcome of that? But it's just like what Jonna said a while ago. She feels a different energy with this one, and different ones are feeling the same different energy as well. And so, even though they're going to that church and they're hearing that, they realize there is people are not going to go back and listen to that old stuff again they're not when they go back and they see here this old stuff people are going to be leaving people are, are not going to be driven to that old stuff anymore they're looking for a new word the fresh word so yes there's a lot of people like that a lot of people want to stay because they like to be feel comfortable in that i, I was yep. never saying that mess but i don't i don't be disrespectful but they're mess. comfortable in that mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not going to work People are not going to be drawn to that. I'm telling you, once they go back and they be like, uh-uh, this is just not it. This is something different, something different. They're leaving that. And then guess what? Like I said, they're dead. They're dying. Well, I tell you, and, and, and I'm going to throw this out to, to counter that, because one of the individuals, uh, and it was an older lady, so I don't know if the age was a factor, but after the sermon and given opportunity for remarks, um, her remarks were that she had just had a bad situation on her job this week relative to the whole racism thing that's going on in the country. 
But after hearing the sermon, she is repenting in her heart and realizing uh, that she needs to, you know, go about it another way, which uh, the message was very passive oriented. So, you know, had she been in a mind, which she didn't come right out and say, but when she said, I need to go another way in response to being preached a passive message, I'm seeing someone and, 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 and she's expressing she's very wounded and very emotionally hurt. Uh, but I, I'm bringing that up as a, a, a point of fact that some people that may even have a mind for change after they get, uh, can I say, I don't know if I want to say browbeaten, uh, but reindoctrinated back into the old. It's almost like herding the cattle back into the stall. Um, mm -hmm. they, they end up where I may have come forth leaping as a calf with joy, I'm being herded back into the pen, the pen uh, waiting for slaughter. So, I mean, what? Well, it's going to be a personal thing and nobody's going to be able to, to make you do. It's all going to be a God thing. Either they won't change or either they don't. It's going to be a personal thing. They're going to have to feel that new energy on their own because it's, a, it's an individual thing. It's yeah. a relationship. It's not about religion at all. It's all about relationship. And you don't have a relationship with God going back into that old because he's moving. He's always a moving God. And so, no, she, she, she needs to hear for herself. And though I feel sorry for the ones that can't hear for themselves. I wondered if it was a factor of her age because she came from that old school of training uh, to obey leadership. Uh, mm -hmm. But then I also wonder, would a not so strong young person fall prey to I need to go back and rethink my thoughts of booking the system based on a theology that says you're out of order. I don't know. What do you think, Jonna? I think real true freedom is scary. It's scary to people because we've had this method of living for so long. And I mean, we've all grown up in it. We've been raised in it. We've just everything in this box and if we don't have to be then just like you know with some Caucasian people they don't have that way of life anymore we don't either and it's scary it is scary to be out there and to be free and able you don't have those anchors holding you down and you can do whatever it is your little heart desires but if you never thought about that okay mm -hmm. until today that is scary stuff for a lot, and especially older people. These young kids, I think they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But the, the older people, I can see where they would be struggling with that because it's been their way of life forever. Would you parallel mm -hmm. that to the fear of the slaves at the point of emancipation? Do you think they yeah. were going through the same processes that are going on now? I do. I mean, it's, it's not that it's comfortable, but it's what we know. We know how to survive in this and to get outside of it. Then we have to learn a whole new method of thinking. We have to learn there's a whole new opportunity, a whole new way of life. And we have to relearn how to function in that. And that's going to be scary for a lot of people. And I think that's why they resisted. Yeah. And I think we know that in slavery, there are a lot of people that did not leave the plantations. 
-hmm. even after the emancipation and they knew they were free, there were a lot of people that did not leave the plantation. However, I am with both of you guys that this energy is different right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think there's going to be a tidal wave of change that's going to sweep over. And some folks are just going to drown in the tsunami who refuse to leave the plantation mentally, emotionally, even spiritually in the church. Uh, but I do feel like there's a tsunami that's going to sweep through. That's going to make all the difference in the world. Um, I have to move us to the idea. I stood in my home, even though I wasn't there for eight minutes and 46 seconds in remembrance and honor and reverence to brother Floyd. And it tore me up. Did anybody else have an experience in that eight minute and 46 seconds? Uh, one of the channels that my kids watch blacked out for eight minutes and 45 seconds. And it seemed like an eternity. And I thought, what? How disgusting. I mean, to be in that position, it's, it's, it's just terrible. I can't, I mean, it just, it blew my mind. You think eight minutes and 45 seconds, 46 seconds. And, but if you stop and think about the pain that he was in and with his hands tied behind his back, unable to fight, only thing you can do is, cry out that is horrible horrible i saw a um, post somebody put on facebook that said if that was your baby crying out for eight minutes and 46 seconds that he couldn't breathe you set the world on fire too and i thought you you damn right about right. that it, it don't have to be eight minutes we can get you don't have to call me one time and i'm setting something on fire so you know it, it was I, I still cannot get around that. I just can't. It's it's awful. Awful. Rhonda, did it evoke any emotions from you? Girl, you know, I'm still angry. I'm still mad because, you know, what you think about time and you think about seconds and then when you have gone through something, girl, that's longer than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, you be thinking, okay, hold, hold your breath for 30 seconds and then hold your breath for a minute. Girl, that, that 30 seconds is a long time. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what eight minutes is like for him to feel like th that he, he couldn't breathe, he was hurting and he's calling for his mom. Girl, that was a long time to him. Mm -hmm. Girl, yeah, that, that makes me angry. And, and, and I want them to go through the same thing. And I know, you know, that's not how we're supposed to feel. Girl, I want him, them to feel exactly what he felt. I am very, very moved by Reverend Sharpton's comment of, I, I think he said one of the family members said, because the mother was already deceased, when he was calling out mama, mama, that it was actually his mother that he was seeing as he was crossing over and hollering out to her as he crossed over. I thought that was just so powerful. I thought that was just so powerful. And, and to bring in further, 
uh, I was watching uh, the state supervisor watches Joe, who is another uh, uh, vlogger, uh, podcast host. And he was commenting about the woman who said when she heard him crying out, mother, mama, mama, she knew she had to go because every black mother that felt that call of a child on the ground in distress had to respond to that. And so mm -hmm. she left where she was. I want to think she was from Texas, LA. 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 Uh, and she said she had to travel there because she heard a black child calling for his mother and she's a mother and she had to go. What, what's your takeaway on that? Wow. That's powerful, girl, especially when you talk about right. black mothers. It's oh difficult for me to even talk about that. Uh, I see my mother get teary eyed and I did myself. I can feel it coming right now because, you know, you can hear kids screaming that don't even belong to you and it'll set something off. But that one, mm -hmm. it was something in that that called. And I would even go as far as to say, it doesn't necessarily have to be a black mother. Any mama worth her salt heard that man calling. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to have kids. If you have a small amount of maternal inkling in you, you heard that. And that is what, for me, has people setting stuff on fire and let it burn. Girl, John are gonna set something on fire for us all over. Well, you know, like Angela Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pull it together. <laughs> now that was it for me. Once that, once, uh-uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done on that. So you know, whatever happened, and I'm not. I am not an advocate for rioting or looting, but something had to burn. So you know, burn it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that that, that, was, that was hard. That was hard. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that was hard. Yeah. That eight minutes and 46 seconds was uh just heart wrenching. But the flip side of that coin, let's approach this. That length of time was also time for those police officers, all four of them, to make a different choice, but they didn't. Yeah. It also, as long as it was for us, as we thought about George dying on the ground and trying to breathe, it also exemplified and spoke loudly to how long those police officers had to do something different. But they chose for eight minutes and 46 seconds not to respond to this man. How do you feel about that? There's not much I can say about that because there's no no defense. You know, I know reading the paper and hearing the news that they were newly hired. They were newly. I understand all that. But to stand there and watch for that length of time, I have no defense for that. No. Mm -hmm. Me either. You, you're just as evil as the officer who did it. Right. And that's that. Nothing else to be said. So mm -hmm. then that brings us to the place of current police reform, because as you're seeing now in the newspapers, 
a lot of people are calling for the defunding of the police department altogether with a complete overhaul. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to really think about that one. Just no knee-jerk reactions. Uh, we need to, we, it does need to be overhauled. I totally agree with that. Uh, but defunding and all of that, let's, we need to research and find out what steps need to be taken. Where do we need to begin? And what's the best way that we can get to a resolution? We don't want any knee-jerk reactions because that mm -hmm. always causes us more trouble. I mean, defund the police department. Okay, but then what? <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, is it just going to be mayhem all in the street? <laughs> that doesn't, I mean, you know, that doesn't help anything. We need to get something in place where it's illegal to kill people. You know, like it is for the citizens, it should be the same for the police. You can't yeah. just kill folks for no reason. But they can you know? with qualified immunity. Isn't that mm -hmm. correct? They mm -hmm. can with qualified immunity. Well, that's that should be worked on as well. There's that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. There are a lot multiple steps. Just don't defund it and then then what? Then what are we gonna do? Like John said, then what? Let's let's do the proper step. Let's get it all. Uh let's get rid of everything that should not be there. Let's get rid of everything that's making that a legal action. Mm -hmm. And then get and then get get rid of them. Get rid of whenever they do something. Don't cover it up. Get rid of them. Get the bad apples out of there. A bad apple will, what they say, it'll mess up the whole thing. Get them out. Don't stand by and watch them. But defund and get rid of everything right now. No, let's do it the way, the way we should be doing it. Well, let's look at the reality. The original police were actually slave hunters. <laughs> and I'm bringing this up for a reason. So they were originally slave hunters. And then you had things like qualified immunity. And my sister made an excellent statement this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that on my post, but uh, qualified immunity uh, is doing exactly what it was designed to do, which was to make it legal to torture, maim and kill people of color and do it legally, uh, especially since the law came on the books during Reconstruction. And of course, Reconstruction was America's recovery from the Civil War uh, and to appease our southern states, uh, it became necessary to come up with some kind of means um, to still keep the system of slavery, just don't call it that, in process. And thereby came all of these laws. And these laws are standing strong on the books. Uh, and uh, Hello, the fact that we had the civil rights movement and everything that we feel like we accomplished back in the 50s and the 60s, those laws are still on the books in 2020. And so I think we have to be uh, realistic in our viewpoint. And, and, and I say this more so to a lot of non-people of color who don't understand the idea that we as people of color, don't feel like the police have been our friends. We've been racially profiled. We get uh, stopped uh, driving while black. Uh, we get no knock warrants and shot up 20 times uh, uh, by, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on and on. We can lay on the street with the hands up and still get shot multiple times and still uh, have to defend that we are being brutalized and terrorized. So um, 
the laws that remain there, do we really think they're going to change those laws? Yes, they need to be changed. They're going to have to be changed because that's what's making it legal. That's what's making them think that they can do what they want to do and get away with it because the law is in their favor. So there will be no change without changing the laws. Hmm. Johnny, do you think they're going to change it? I will be surprised, honestly. I, I hope, I pray to God they do. Mm-hmm. But I would be surprised if there's any um, if there if they if the laws themselves are actually changed and rewritten to get that crap out. I will be surprised. Can we kill racism at the root in America, since it's so entrenched in our fabric? Johnny, you really sat back and looked on that one. <laughs> I remember years back, I can't remember what the the big story was then, but you were you had been saying repeatedly that this is a heart issue, and it's the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. it It certainly is a heart issue. Um, can we kill it? Some people are so very uh, stuck, just absolutely stuck. I made the mistake of reading some comments in a post and I just thought, my God, how do you like being ignorant? I mean, you know, do you like it? Is it something in you that enjoys that kind of ignorance? And I can't see them coming to the light all of a sudden. I just, I don't know, you know, and I hate to be the negative Nancy, but (laughs) you know, it's, that's a, that's a big charge, I think. Now, I can see a change with the younger generations, definitely. Um, I don't think it would be like this forever, but these old folks, and not all of them are white. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about that. We have some some racism going on on our side too. And um, I don't know. I I can't see how they can just make that change, and it's such a huge part of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a white friend reach out to me last night, uh, tearfully, because she said. Regina, I can't believe, and she didn't name who the parties were, but I could probably guess. I cannot believe that I have to keep saying to people that I love and care about that should know better that man, there was nothing that he deserved to die for. And she said, and I just can't believe it. She said, and at this point, I'm just devastated. I don't know what else to say. And I think the reality is... (laughs) in that individual's face is being pushed the reality that people that you love and care about are showing their true colors and you don't want to see it. And that is earth shattering and jarring uh, because somehow or another, you're in an environment where you think that such is not the case, but then you get to this scenario and it's boldly 
put in your face unequivocally that this is really how people feel and that is earth shattering so uh you know that that still for me even though that particular individual is not following in the footsteps of others the reality is and i think the overwhelming reality is that there are so many people in your life that are in that mm -hmm. way in that trend of racism uh, and so what do you do so again can 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 we expect that it's going to be uh trampled underfoot because at the end of the day uh there's still a lot of underground racism i mean a, a multitude a uh, plenty of it to go around. What do you think, Rhonda? That that's hard. Uh, and until people are wanting to change, uh, until people are wanting to walk in my shoes, another color, walk in my shoes, or I walk in their shoes, because we're talking about racism on all sides. Uh, until we're ready willing to do that there's not going to be any changes uh like jonna said it begins in the heart so uh I, I don't know that's hard i don't know if it'll ever be killed at the root i can believe there can be some changes but i can't say that it will be killed do you think there are a lot of young people that didn't realize their parents were racist genuinely well, the thing is, I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing a lot of racist remarks from a lot of the young people, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, people are not born that way. They're they're taught from somewhere. Uh, but the younger crowd, they even though they're taught, they seem like to me they should know better. So I, I'm just not sure because I'm seeing a lot of comments from the younger people that is just as ugly as the older people. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is something that disturbed me yesterday morning, truly. And that was the militia that's guarding the White House in black clothes with no ID, no name badges, nothing that identifies what particular military arm or branch there with in any way, shape or form. What are we doing? <laughs> Did you all see that? Girl, I know you don't want me to talk about y'all's president. <laughs> <laughs> you done froze up again, girl. Yes, we froze. I just don't know, but y'all can hear me. Yes. Yeah, go ahead, talk. Okay. Girl, uh -uh, I'm not going to talk because I can't talk about that man and be saved at the same time. <laughs> well, I'll say that you can. If he can hold up a Bible and he's still here, honey, you can do the same. Okay? You can do it. Girl, I literally laughed out loud when I saw him with the backwards <laughs> Bible outside of the church. I was like, if you don't sit your ass down, two don't you ever come out. The book of Philistines. The Philippines. Right, the Philippines. That's two it. Corinthians and the Philippines. Right. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Who are these people? And why? Now, this is my thing. So the police department, the National Guard, or no other legitimate law keeping law enforcement agency is saying anything to these people where are they coming from and who are they and what kind of mess is this girl they came out of the bunker (laughs) (laughs) that he was inspecting (laughs) (laughs) and don't get started on the fence what about he's building a wall baby he's building a wall you gonna get a wall now Somewhere or another, he getting that wall. Right. Rhonda, okay, uh, now help me out. Is that not illegal? Garrett, that nothing he does is illegal because they let him do whatever he want to do and no one says anything. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. A full-on militia that is not law enforcement. And I saw law enforcement people who were saying, you know they're not because first and foremost, they've got tremendous amounts of facial hair which is not permitted in (laughs) these men are fully bearded looking like i don't know what men with riot gear and military arms at their side and nobody but nobody is saying anything no, they went to some discount store that just went out of business and they all got an outfit that matched. But why is America not saying anything? Nobody is. Yeah, look at everything he's done and said all, since he's been in office and nobody is saying anything. That's insane to me. That's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. insanity to me. It is. Yeah. And, and they them to the nth degree, yeah. Yeah. tooth and nail, tooth and nail. And so when you get finished, you know, my my brother-in-law posted up the picture of the wall around the White House, the chain link fence. And I said, this is cowardice at its finest. It really, really right. is. And at the end of the day, We've not heard, and and I'm anybody that knows me, you know the the two that go to R two, they know I don't get up and talk political talk. I do not bring the two together, but I have to say, we've not heard this supposed leader come and give one word of love or comfort to the American people in the midst of all this turmoil. Right. All we've heard is the continued doctrine of separation and in all areas no nothing is exempt and ultimately we are made to feel like we are just pawns in this big game of money and that money which i said you know the bible talks about the love of money is the root of all evil not money the love of money is the root of all evil. And I feel like if anything, America has fallen to the love of money. That's why nobody's saying anything about these crazy behaviors that are nothing less than an insane man running amok. Mm-hmm. And now, they, they act like they're scared of him too, because you know he threatens them with everything. And they act like they're real actually scared of him. But that is the whole essence of abuse. It's always fear-driven. Mm-hmm. 
The essence of racism within it is built. The system of fear, because that's the only way you can keep them in a state of oppression. Wow. Now, my thing is the legislatures, the legislators are there to speak the will of the people. Hmm. So, you know, I'm like, you've completely destroyed and discarded the whole system of government. And so what are we living in? I mean, what, 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 what th this isn't democracy. Mm -mm. And no this is my thing. And nobody, but nobody in political power is saying anything at all. Nope. They support him. Mm -hmm. I don't know that everybody supports him. I think they're scared of him, but nobody, uh -huh. this is, this is my thing about racism. If you don't say anything, it's the same as support. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to say that when you said, I'm going to say, but no, they may be scared of them. But if you're not standing up against it, that's showing you support them. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, there he's really mad right now because uh, Colin Powell came out and said that he's not going to vote for him. So he's mm -hmm. tweeting about he's tweeting now. He mad at Colin. He's tweeting about Colin right now. And then I read that uh, George Bush and uh, Romney. Now, I don't know if those two are factual, but I read that they said they're not going to support him as well. I saw but, that, too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he starts tweeting and getting mad and threatening. And uh, that's, that's what he does. And so some of them are wanting a position or something with him so badly that they just, instead of speaking up, they just don't say anything, which is just like supporting him. Well, listen, speaking on his tweets, Hillary, and again, I try not to be political, but I'm just like, and, and, and I'm not going to be, I'm just speaking facts and truth that don't make sense to me. Hillary got a whole hill of beans out the door for an email on a server. And this man <laughs> tweets all kind of whatever he wants to say publicly, unabashedly on a Twitter mm -hmm. account. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what are we going to do about it? He's back. Oh, he's ass ass out. <laughs> I thought he was mad at Twitter. Is he not mad at Twitter anymore? No, because that's the only thing he... <laughs> right, right. That is the only thing that's going to let him go on with like that. Right. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's still going to say and do whatever he wants to. So it right. doesn't matter. It does not matter right. to him. Now, mind you, let me give this little disclaimer. This is not a political ad campaign or anything right. else for any right. candidate or this or that. And the other. All I'm trying to do is identify some truths and some things that are going on here that I just do not comprehend from the standpoint, again, going back to these armed militia men that are surrounding the White House of the United States of America, something is grossly amiss. Now that you know, I, I that I just have to say I, that, and and the fact that my taxpayer dollars paid for that little chain link wall that's around. Right. We can get the right. kids well, to push it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna have him a wall out there. <laughs> oh my wow. goodness. <laughs> 
oh, I had to I had to digress and go there because that just got in my crawl. That just got in my crawl, and I couldn't leave that one alone. But I really am. I I really am. All, all joking aside, I'm seriously disturbed anytime there's militia men armed and ready that we don't know who they are. Where are they gonna pop up next? And you what said kind this of is not a campaign? Well, you know, and, and it really isn't. But what I'm saying is, I don't care who you are, Republican or Democrat, if you're sitting there, we if we voted you in to represent us, and you're sitting there and you're not saying anything to help us, then you need to be voted out. I don't care who you are. Mm. You need to be gone because you're in there to represent us and you're not doing anything. But Rhonda, not to be ugly, but in all seriousness, I haven't heard anything but crickets from all of them. Well, I said, if you're not doing anything, vote them out. I said, well, I don't care who you are. Then that means the whole lot is okay. going to be voted out because okay. I, I'm disappointed by people that I expected to say something. And, and so this caused the question in my mind, have they been put in some kind of political lockdown to say they cannot speak? Girl, they still got to run again. Vote them out. I don't care who you are. If you're not doing anything, if you're not representing me like you said you were going to, vote them out. Because nobody's saying anything. Nobody. Crickets. Crickets. So vote them out. I haven't seen Auntie Maxine in I don't know how long. Crickets. Lord have mercy. Where is Auntie at? Crickets. You know the 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 savior of Missouri, crickets. Where's he at? I don't yeah. want to call his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh, and I was so, getting ready to call it. Well, call it. <laughs> go ahead, Jonna. <laughs> well, are we? I don't know for sure. Are we talking about Cleaver? Absolutely. Where is he at? Okay. Well. Yeah. Girl, where has he been? Right. <laughs> Cricket. Right. Cricket. We've been so long trying to tiptoe and rob. No, call him out. No, where are you? What are you doing? That's the same as the scenario here in Kansas City with everything that's going on and they're demanding the, re the resignation of the police chief here. But where are the city council persons? Nobody. I finally saw one yesterday, I think it was, and I think somebody told him, you better go out there and say something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, look, like Rhonda said, it, it oh, should have been scripted. No, I was going to say it should have right. been scripted. <laughs> oh. oh, my. But crickets, where are, how do you elect people to public office, have a full on crisis going on and nobody appears? Nobody. Right. And I have to give it for Mayor Lucas because at least he has brought his body right. out there on them steps. And no matter whether they were friend or foe, liked him or disliked him, he has stood there and took it. Yeah, he has. Uh -huh. But where yeah. is everybody else? Yeah. Where are they? What the heck is going on? Yeah, what's going on? They sheltering at home. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh -uh, they got Zoom. You can, you guys, you uh -uh, say something. <laughs> no, something's wrong. Something is deadly wrong. <laughs> so we can have a chain link fence around the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong, girl. 
Get them out. I don't care who they are. I can't understand Black, it. Black, white, purple. Okay. I, I, I just can't understand it. I, I, I just can't understand it. I and then once it's calmed down, they're going to bombard us, bombard our churches, bombard our teas, bombard our whatever, because there's an election in November. And everybody needs to ask them, where were you? Because that's what I'm doing every day on my timeline. I'm looking to see who is commenting. And if I don't see you commenting or saying anything now, don't comment and say anything when it's election time. Come on. And I mean that. Because mm -hmm. if you silent now, I'm silent in November for you. Mm. I know that's mm -hmm. right. If there's nobody at the helm of the ship, <laughs> what are we going to do? The ship is just floating on. <laughs> what y'all laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing at Rhonda saying she was writing it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that she's going off and she's frozen is really hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> but it's a good picture, though. <laughs> it's a good picture. <laughs> She is going off. <laughs> Robin, say everything you ever wanted to say. They can't see you frozen. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I can give them a finger hug. Right. You can do all of that. <laughs> I am sick and tired of this with you, Rhonda. Though I'm serious because it's like, what are you doing and where are y'all at? That is, you are so on point. And and my thing is that the quiet and the silence is so widespread. It's not just mm -hmm. some people. It is. These folks have basically disappeared disappeared into thin air. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing uh. Like you said, mayors. The mayors are out and the chief of police are out. But honey, you move on up the ladder, you ain't seeing nobody. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's nobody. Right. Ooh, I got a head shake over there. It's nobody. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't understand right. what in the world is going on. And this is what we elect them for. Exactly. exactly. They rather pass mm -hmm. bills and things about uh, their pay raises and their uh, 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 health insurance and, and this and that and the other. Because anything relative to the American people for the last four years have basically gone untouched. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough of my rant, but I just can't understand it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. <sighs> so at the end of the day, enough with the White House and what's going on there. Um, and it, really D.C. and that whole. Now, I tell you what was uh, bringing life to my bones. And that was, y'all helped me with. Who was it that had Black Lives Matter painted on that big old boulevard? Girl, that was the mayor. That was right. the uh, see, that's what I'm talking about. The mayor's girl. The mayor wasn't the, the mayor wasn't. 
Oh, girl, I laughed until I was sick. You hear me? Oh. My stomach was hurting. I tell you, I was crying in front of that tea. I somebody brought all that shit to work with them that day, and they was like, "Get out here and paint the streets. We going to. You want to go to the street? We going to the street. That's taking it to the streets. Now that's taking it to the streets." Baby, when I looked on that picture and saw that big old black, <laughs> that was the uh, best. That was, it was. the best. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And, but somebody else has done it since then. It's two now. Oh. Uh-huh. Woo. That's the kind of petty stuff I live for. I live for that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but look, that's a scorn, honey. You don't mess with a scorned woman. You're going right. to uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Listen, she said, not only am I going to paint it, I'm going to march on it. <laughs> Look, she said, and she said, I'll change your address. <laughs> you don't want to change your mind, I'm gonna change it for you. That's that black mama coming out again. That's what I'm saying. You gonna get girl. yourself together. Right. Okay. Ooh, that was the best. Right. That was mm. the best. I saw that big old Black Lives Matter and her marching down that street, and that just <laughs> lifts my soul. I'm telling you, I got things all and over. The- the picture of her hanging the street sign, girl. I tell you, because she right. was almost like <laughs> it tickled me. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was. It was wonderful. It was absolutely positively beautiful. That's that, that's that black mama. I can I can show you, but and I can tell you. There you I'm go. telling you. There you you go. gonna learn today, sir. Today right. you gonna learn today. Right. Oh, that was that was beautiful. Right. That was it. That that was worth a million dollars for me right there. Yes, it, it was. was. <laughs> it was. And so this is, I think, uh, to speak to where we started. The energy has shifted. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. energy has shifted. And I think, you know, uh, enough is enough and too much is too much. And somehow, way or other, I think the George Floyd debacle uh, in Minneapolis has tipped the scales where people are just really coming out saying, and too much is too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always, <clears throat> often, I'll say, uh, quote, uh, Popeye, the sailor man, I've had, I've stands all I can take till I can't stands no more. <laughs> I, I've just, you know, you get to a point where you've had all that you can take until you can't stand any more. And to kind of bring it home, I'm reminded of, um, a post that I reposted and a young black woman said, they think all of this is about George Floyd uh, 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 but we're still crying over Emmett Till. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're still crying over Emmett Till. And, yeah. And, and name all the rest of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The 16th Street bombing in Birmingham at the church. Mm-hmm. Four young, innocent black women mm-hmm. who had promise in this world and the end of their lives because of racist foolishness. And as you said, the list can go on and on and on and on. But we're talking about something that started so, so, so long ago and has been entrenched in American fabric all of these years until black people are finally saying we've had enough and you're not going to keep selling us this bill of goods. Trevor, what's his last name? Uh, 
Trevor mm -hmm. Noah, if yeah. you get a chance to, if you haven't seen the video clip that he does on how is it that when we see officers on camera uh, and he was addressing the fact that Philander Castile's uh, murderer was found innocent uh, of charges the other day, just the other day. How is it that with watching the video, you still have questions and would walk away and say this man is innocent when it obviously shows him being murdered with a little girl in the car mm -hmm. and his girlfriend? And mm -hmm. as he, uh, uh, Trevor really pointed out the fact, even after this young woman is traumatized from having seen this man murdered right in front of her and her daughter and still has the presence of mind whenever talking to the police officer to respectfully call him sir did you all catch that did you all see that mm -hmm. it was powerful he said why is it that you lose your cool and you just shoot and kill somebody but even in the midst of having somebody murdered and my child and i are sitting here in the midst of that trauma we still have the cool and presence of mind to continue to to show respect and say, sir, to the officer, because that's what we've been trained to do mm -hmm. right. over centuries of time. We've been trained. I don't care how we're mutilated, how we're terrorized, how we're traumatized. We've been taught how to maintain our cool and still say, sir, lest I end up being on the cooling board, just like my, like, like my, like my lover. So mm -hmm. there is a lot to be said, but then how do you watch that? and still allow the perpetrator to go free as if they did nothing. He even brought up the point of when the child, <clears throat> he said the, the, one of the lowest things that we've been called monkeys, gorillas, apes, all of that. But when the child that fell over in the pen with the gorilla, <laughs> the animal rights activist came out and said the laws had to be changed for the gorilla. <laughs> One gorilla. One gorilla. But we cannot get a law changed for being murdered on the street. And then, of course, he put in his own accounts of the numerous times since he's come here to America that he's been stopped himself uh, and treated as a criminal. Uh, and, and so this is what we live with on a daily basis. So, ladies, how how shall the change come? I want your opinion. How is the change going to come? That's a loaded question <laughs> because <clears throat> I saw something that mentioned that no great change has happened. No great change has happened without what we're seeing now. Uh, not so much now, but in the past days, the rioting and the looting. Um, some people are going to have to let go of that ridiculous way of thinking. Will they? Yeah, you know, back to what we talked about earlier. I don't know. I don't know how they can because, you know, they've had it for so long, but they're going to have to let go. And then we're going to have to allow them some space to let go um, because that's going to be just as big a part of the healing process as the rest of it. So I'll be honest today. I'm not here for it today. Now, I do know in the coming days, I'm going to have to get myself together and and allow for that, you know, from our 
from other people. Today, though, mm -mm, because I still I can still hear George crying. Mm -hmm. So you know, all of that comes into play. They're gonna have to let go, and then we're gonna have to give them some space to um, come into something new. Got you. Got you. Rhonda, are you still with us? I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Take a deep breath. Get, get a swig. Get a drink. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. It's just, like, the whole thing is just, it's a matter of the heart, child. These people better get their hearts right. Cause it's just terrible. Because, you know, and I do have to take myself out of the media sometimes. Sometimes I have to shut off Facebook and get my thoughts together because people are ugly. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they are. <clears throat> one thing I have seen around here is, and they're, they're so bold and they're posting this stuff on Facebook. And so people are uh, copying it, screenshotting it, and sending it to their employees. I have seen. I know at least five people lost their jobs because the employee said, we don't tolerate that and you can't uh, deal with the public with that type of attitude and they're losing their job. So I don't know if that's going to continue to happen or I, I, I don't know what to say. But people are so bold with it now, so open with it because like mm -hmm. I said, it never went away. It was just dormant. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you know, now they just want bold and want to say whatever and do whatever. And it's got to be a change of the heart. It's, it's mm -hmm. got to be. Uh, and it's got to be uh, uh, consequences for their action. Because if there's no consequences, people will continue to act and say and do whatever. And that's what's happened so long with the police. They, there were no consequences. They did right. whatever. They knew they was going to get off. And, and they didn't matter. They had that smirk smile on their face because they knew nothing was going to happen. And until that happened, a change of the heart and they are accountable for their action. That's the only way we're going to have some complete change. I agree. So as we wrap up, I just want to, um, I want to give kudos and I'm, I'm going to let each one of you uh, uh, give me who you would like to give kudos to on today. But I want to give kudos to the person that started it all several years ago, as far as the significance and the symbolism of taking a knee and the fact that he took all kinds of hell, all kinds of heat and all kinds of negativity when he made the bold, bold statement initially to stand alone. And then as others started to stand with him, to be bold enough to stand and say this peaceful act of resistance by taking the knee is making a tremendous statement. And I'll take the heat for it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I'll take the backlash for it. But look at how powerful and the significance and the symbolism of taking the knee uh, unfortunately, even in the death of our brother, George Floyd, but uh, to, to to my brother, and I can never pronounce his name correctly. Give me the correct pronunciation of his name. Kaepernick, mm -hmm. is that the way it's pronounced? Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, um, 
I want to say thank you for being brave. And when I think about how all of this is going to change, somebody has to be the first domino to fall. And I feel like he was one of the first dominoes to fall to say something's got to change and I'm going to find my own way to, to express, uh, you got to change it. I'm not going, I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to stand for it. And, and, and you got to go. So, um, to you, my brother, uh, mad love, mad respect. Uh, even though the league is coming around now saying, oh, we should have understood. Uh, you know, I kind of feel that's kind of half-hearted in my personal opinion. Uh, and maybe they do see. Maybe I need to to, to not be in my own window of uh, uh, what I want to call it. Uh, I, I just don't know that I take it lock, stock, and barrel as genuine, but uh, hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. But he took a stand for us, and and I want to say thank you. Want to say thank you. Uh, anybody that comes to mind to either of you two that you really want to uh, give kudos to being that domino that wasn't afraid to take that stand and fall. No, I think that was a good one right there because he did. And, and as, as you said, a lot of people come and say, we didn't understand it then. And, you know, we now we're getting it. And uh, so, I, yeah, I'm just going to stick with that one with you. Thank you. Johnny, anybody come to mind for you? <clears throat> I don't have a particular person, but I do want to take a moment and pause for the black woman. Okay because she is fearless from the slave shack to literally in the street painting it bright yellow in comparison to the sun you gonna see me today okay as she has fought and cried and took it <laughs> and and hung in there and supported her family and the whole rest of the world and she's out on the front line screaming and hollering and carrying on for years on years on heartbroken and traumatized and she still goes you ma'am all of you I bow my head you're awesome and I love you and I'm rooting for you us because I'm one of y'all too Yes, 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 yes. Ooh. Well, stay supervised. You got anything you want to say today? No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I've enjoyed the conversation and uh, hopefully I've heard many, many good nuggets in here that hopefully will get into the hearts and the ears of the people that are listening to our little conversation that we decided to have today. And, uh, you know, each of us in our own way, we're going to go out there and change the world one person at a time. But it starts with us. It mm -hmm. definitely starts with us. And uh, we're not afraid for change. We're not afraid to change. So, and we're not afraid in change because it's definitely changing and it's about time.